because my background is in language and words and it's what interests me and so my, my friend is called Nathan or Nate for short and and I, I was like that must mean something he's like I don't know what it means so I'm like okay it takes two seconds like I get my phone and you know talking to my phone like what does this mean and it says that um, it's a Hebrew word that means give Nathan is the Hebrew word for a person who gives, a giver of things. It's not, I just think it's nice. It's a nice thing to know that the words, words have origins, words have meanings. Um, so, I, and it's, um, it's interesting when you look into people's characters. It's also interesting if you're a parent and you want to choose names for your kids, you know, you want to give them a name that's positive or inspirational. Um, so, or, or meaning, meaning, meaningful in, in some way. Um, I, I think anyway, so, uh, that I had a friend in Slovakia, uh, and his name was, what did he, he, he had a son, his son was called Matthew. And my friend's name was Bart or Bartholomew. And Bartholomew. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it, tur it turns out that Bartholomew and Matthew are the same name. You go back in history, they have the same root. Bartholomew and Matthew mm -hmm. are the same name. Mm -hmm. It just, over time and different cultures and different countries and different languages, it diverged and changed a little bit. I mean, it, 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 it's interesting. Words are, you know, it's, it's more, they're more powerful than we, than we understand our language. You know, I, I, I did a little experiment with my partner. We did a little test. The test was, can we use only positive language for one day? You have to use positive words. And the second thing is you can't, can't use negative sentences. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, because negatives don't exist in the universe they only exist in language it's a language it's a it's a language construct because in the universe there can't be anything that does not exist right mm -hmm. there can only be what exists there cannot be anything that does not exist So therefore, negatives are language constructs, and this is what this 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 is what I learned when I worked when I did much more work in language, the, the understanding that that negatives are a language construct. They don't exist in the universe. This is artificial. It's all artificial. And when we then analyze how much of the language we use falls into into that category and then we understand that the the language we use is an expression of how we feel about things and if we're always expressing negativity it's not cool um, however we're human beings it's unavoidable but awareness of it can make a great difference self-assessment uh, as 
as I mentioned before, it, it, opinion is based on ex experience, and if your only experience is negative language, then it's very difficult to find a way out of that. Um, and mm -hmm. a lot of the language that older generation or even parents use is 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 at times within those within the, 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 those fields of or categories. So so I had a little test with my partner. We had this game where we both started at zero, and if we used a negative phrase, um, then then the other person was plus one. And if they use a negative phrase, then it went back, right? And I think, it, first of all, it was not possible to communicate without using negatives. Uh, that was one of the clear results of the experiment. And the second thing was that my partner got so frustrated, she gave up. <laughs> it was like seven, seven o'clock in the evening, and she said, that's it, I've had enough. because because it just comes out automatically for most people they mm -hmm. and they don't negative think about it uh, it is possible to use other language it is possible to use other other ways it is possible to use the, the power of positive suggestion you you can and, and you can choose what to focus on You, and the classic example, we tend to say, don't do this rather than do that. Psychologists understand that. Um, don't think of a yellow taxi. You automatically have a picture in your head of a yellow taxi. Do you see that you, the negative doesn't actually mean anything because your brain only references the positive elements so so the, the, when people apply this on a bigger psychological scale of, of things it it it, it, it throw it it gives new light to uh, to to perspectives for example there was if if you see a political campaign which is you know, the classic one was don't do drugs. Mm -hmm. Well, every psychologist knows that that campaign will have the opposite effect. They know. Mm -hmm. Because the brain ignores the don't and focuses on the drugs element. The correct way is not to focus on the negative, but to focus on the positive. Which is drive more carefully, drive more responsibly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Remember that there are other people on the road who are, who don't drive as well as you. There's older people, there's people just passed their test, right? There's, right? Not every car accelerates like a rocket, right? It, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, and when we understand the, the power within the words and we understand the, the focus and we understand that 
as human beings, there's a, it, it's already difficult enough living without making it more difficult. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite uh, John Wayne movie actor quote, Life, life's hard, don't make it harder. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and and the, the, the power of, of language, especially when we work with, with, with people and then we, if we stop and we, 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 we take some time to listen to people, what are they talking about? What are they referencing? Are these positive ideas or negative ideas? What are they sharing? Is it useful or useless? Is it relevant or irrelevant? Yeah. Um, and there's a basic philosophy. Don't to to basically not communicate unless you can be sure what you're communicating is is truthful, honest, relevant, useful, kind. <laughs> yeah. It, it's also understanding that no no communication that we give is ever going to be perfect. Doesn't matter how much we prepare, it's always good to prepare. But and you kind of want to finish every interaction, every presentation, realizing that it wasn't perfect because that's self assessment, and understanding where you would make it better next time. And that's progress because nobody, nobody looks back at the first book they wrote and goes, oh, wow, that was my best book because if, or, or their first story or their first picture they drew or because you, you want to have that ability to do something, to learn from it and to progress. So, and understanding that is understanding that, that, that there's always going to be something missing. And once you understand there's always going to be something missing, it, it, and you, you, you use that philosophy, it, it, it releases a lot of pressure. Because I'm not going to teach the perfect class today, cause, but I'm going to do well, but I'm not going to teach the perfect class because there's always something that's going to happen that I'm going to learn from that's going to make something better. and. And I want to reflect on what I'm doing, but I don't want to focus on the negative parts because, because you know that that's that's the wrong focus. Realize it happened. Don't do it again. Move on. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I've given over two thousand different kinds of presentations, but maybe maybe over ten thousand. And the greatest thing that I've learned from all the presentations is realizing that there's something missing from all of them not just one thing, there's lots of things missing from all of the presentations. But the only person who knows that is me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, we, we and, and understanding that help, helps us realize that everyone's going to get something different from it. Some people will think it's good, some people will think it's bad. But, you know, all opinion and experience is relevant to the person who's giving the opinion and, and the experience. Yeah, and, and it's, um, yeah, the important thing is to understand why things are happening. And you do that by sitting down with people and 
asking them more, asking them to uh, communicate more about their their experience. I, I I wrote an article last week about the three most important questions. Uh, what would I call it? It's like listening without prejudice, which was um, a George Michael album title. I always liked that mm -hmm. album title. Um, Listen without prejudice, and you know he was asked, you know, "Why did you choose that title for your album?" He's like, "God, everybody's got this idea about what they think it is that you should do, but they're not you, mm -hmm. and nobody's, you know, every, every everybody's coming to." this album and this piece of music mapping history on top of it and expecting it to be the same as everything before but if you can go into listening to this without prejudice without without mapping the past onto the present with a fresh with a, with a fresh idea as if it's as if it's the first time you've ever heard a George Michael song or something like that listen without prejudice if it's as if it's the if, as if it's the first time you've ever heard about the topic and that's kind of what that's kind of one of the little little secrets to interaction with people whereas if you can treat every inter interaction a little bit like it's the first time mm-hmm not completely, because it's not it's not true. If it's not the first time, but you wanna you wanna be open to the other person's ideas, as if it's the first time. As it is first Well, you're completely open if you don't have prejudice. So, and that requires that you don't. It, it requires that you don't judge, not that you don't have an opinion, but that you. Mm -hmm. Here's the here's the principle: nobody gets up in the morning and decides to do everything wrong. <laughs> well, hopefully, I've never met anyone like that, and I don't think human beings are sort of wired that way. You know, so evil exists. Um. It's a, it, 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 that's, it's a complex spiritual topic, um, um, and it, it's, it requires individual examples in order to discuss principles of, of, of evil. Um, the, my experience is that there are evil people um, these people need to be avoided. My experience is also that people don't know that they're evil, which is makes which makes me sad, because if you don't know that what you're doing is bad, is it really your fault? It's difficult. It's mm -hmm. really difficult and complex. And if all you're doing is all that you know, and that's all any of us are ever doing, then then how much of it is your fault? How much 
responsibility can you take for it? And when you're an adult, eventually you have to take all the responsibility for it. And that's hard because you have to take responsibility for something that might not be your fault, but you, there's, there's, no, there's no other way to live. The way beyond and past this is understanding forgiveness, which is you know, the Christian principle that you can be born again at any point in time if you realize that there's there, there's hope for people. Um, I think I, I think evil is most easily represented when you understand that people could change but make the choice not to. When there's a choice to do something right or wrong and the person chooses the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. Now that might be just based on their own experience, but but uh, the, the the morality of, of good and evil is the constant fight down throughout human history. Um, the dark side and the light side of the human personality. Mm-hmm. I, I think we all have a dark side that we have to fight with or fight against. That That's what makes Star Wars so eternal, you know, it's the light side and the dark side is mm-hmm. is the fact that I think that there are conversations I, I don't know what conversations other people are having in their head, but it's from my work with people. I'm pretty sure that people are having conversations in their own head about what is right and what is wrong. And everyone is basic basically aware of what is right and what is wrong and it, it it evil wins by clouding the mind by clouding the issue um by by making thoughts unclear or making a person lazy with their own clarity um <laughs> Best understood. Uh, after the fifth beer, your choices might be less than efficient or effective or correct, right? And that's kind of how evil, uh, how can I say it, influences the the, the world through. Strong alcohol is called is called spirit, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, spirit's a religious term. It is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Spirit. Str- mm-hmm. Strong alcohol is called spirit because it affects you in a spiritual way. It it has a tendency to draw people towards darker elements of their personality. Different for different people because different people handle it in different ways. But it has a tendency. It, it has a tendency to do that, and the word alcohol um, has the same root as alchemy. 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 Now, the root of alchemy is chemistry, or chemistry, or alchemy is the root of the word chemistry. Uh-huh. Yeah. So alcohol is a liquid that creates a chemical reaction, creates alchemy, magic, to change people. Now, 
it was used in and has been used in religious ceremonies down throughout history. And one one really key thing to understand is alcohol was not common within culture and society until about 250 years ago. Alcohol was very rare. Until it was discovered that alcohol could be used to control people and populations. Alcohol destroyed the Soviet Union. The entire country was destroyed by alcohol. That was the drug that was pumped very cheaply into the population that caused the mm -hmm. whole society to just crumble and fall apart. Mm. One of the single largest killers in the world on planet Earth is alcohol-related disease, alcohol-related sickness. Mm. Yeah. Which is my issue with I live in the largest whiskey-producing region probably in the world. Um, and it is a large part of the infrastructure and the industry here. And it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, I also come from a family of alcoholics who, uh, who I didn't realize were alcoholics until later in life, until I examined my own life and why do I have these habits? And okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. You know what? Once you went, you, you can't see it until you get out of the box. It's hard to get out of the box because you're in the center of everything you do. The center of everybody's life is themselves, and it should be because that's where you are. But <laughs> we only understand a lot of things with external observation, which is what's great about audio and video. You video yourself, you audio, you, 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 you see videos of your, when I was, when I was a trainee teacher, we had videos of ourselves teaching. Yeah, we used to video ourselves teaching and we used mm -hmm. to, oh my God, oh, did, oh, cringe, cringe, did I say that? Did I do that? Oh, I, I was standing in the wrong position in the classroom, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and, <clears throat> but it's a great way to correct certain errors. Um, and this is, you know, every, everything that comes out is an expression of everything that is inside. Um, external anger is an expression of internal anger, usually internal pain, actually. External anger is an expression of internal pain and suffering. Mm. We don't know how to express it in another way. So it just comes out as anger. So that everyone who, everyone who's angry is suffering. Um, mm. And that, that's like one of those Buddhist teachings, which is sort of always true. Um, 